Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's The Rundown with the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 92.9 FM ESPN. First story. Dylan Brooks hit somebody in the nuts again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Man. Not again, JR. Yeah, you can't. I have multiple thoughts on this. Number one. Please. Why, why once your reputation, reputation becomes you're, you're a, a nard hitter. Yeah. Why do you keep doing it? Why, like, certainly you'd be like, listen, uh, yeah. I know my style's a little rough. I'm, I'm supposed to be an agitator. Mm-hmm. I annoy people. I play tough. You know, I'm always, I talk a big game. Like, he has his thing he does. But when, when it switches over to to you always seem to visit the city of Bangkok all the time. <laughs> when it's it, exactly right. When it switches to that, isn't that one thing you'd be like, all right, I got to have a little, I got to have a, a moment in the mirror to like, I got to reevaluate yeah. how I do things. I can't be when hitting people When you're a serial nard hitter, like Grayson Allen is somebody that I always He's a serial about. tripper. Yeah, it, but it, a similar thing though where he cannot stop tripping people. He can't stop tripping people. And there's this weird, it's like, like gag reflux. <laughs> I, I feel like that's a better, I feel like being a tripper a is way better. better than being a, than being well, I, Mr. Bangkok. I, is it better than what Draymond does, which is just attack people? Dude, it, it, it is better than that. It is, all on, on top of that, I would hate for, like, because the referee, ha- well, you know, when you call a flagrant foul, the referee has to say into the microphone <laughs> what the flagrant foul they is for. They go up to the and thing with the you know, it's camera. broadcast in the arena <laughs> and loud and clear on TV. And when the referee has to say, um, uh, Dylan Brooks, uh, the foul's a flagrant one for inappropriately making contact with the groin area <laughs> of a, another player, yeah. I would hate for my name to... M- Really, once, but certainly not more than once, be said on a microphone that I'm inappropriately making contact with the groin area of another player. So it was five minutes into this game. It just, the guy set a screen, and you better not set a screen on Dylan Brooks. I know, that was and the I, last time he did it. That was like, in October. That's like what he's, the so tone. So this is what he does. The tone he's trying to set is if you set he a screen. He did it in the preseason, too. If you set a screen on me, my arm is swinging up, and I'm hitting you in the balls. Whose balls did he hit? A Kongu? Oh. Uh, is that on Yeka? He uh, conked him? Uh, he oh, conked him. <laughs> conked him. Yeah. Sorry, I was I trying. I just can't imagine I that. I was trying. Like, that's just a thing you have to get out of your repertoire. Yeah, it's, I, I do think that there are certain things that players do. So, you, you, at a certain point, you need to get suspended for this stuff. I mean, that's just the You truth. just can't keep doing that. No. Like, when I was playing, there were 
the you know the, there are dudes who when they didn't when they wanted to let mm-hmm. you know that they don't appreciate you sitting the screen on them yeah they 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 go full blast and put a shoulder yes. right into the middle of your chest or like right below your chest mm-hmm. to where it knocks the breath out of you mm-hmm. or in it, like you get hit hard enough and yes they get a foul call to them but you go all right yeah. next time I got to the screen on that guy I'm 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 gonna rethink this yeah Dylan's so- I would rather you do that instead of Dylan's method is ball hitting. In the preseason, it happened because I just pulled up Dylan Brooks yeah. throwing, and uh, he's done it to Dennis Schroeder. He's done it when he was with the Grizzlies. He's done it to LeBron. He did it to Okongwu. Yeah. He did it in the preseason, and he says people are targeting and victimizing for him for punching people in the balls. But, but like, sometimes when you, if you, you become the usual suspect for a reason. Yes. It's why people talk about narratives. Sometimes the narrative is the deal. Right. <laughs> Right. Like that's literally what you do. Yeah, like wh- yeah. if you're continuously getting calls about this. Yes. It's like, well, wait a minute. Why was nobody there- else is getting calls getting having this problem. Was, so was there anything that you ever did on the court over and over in your time at Houston High School that was sort of repetitious that pe- you were you were guilty of on the court? I, I mean, probably, but it was not for dirty play. I don't it think. It wasn't ball hitting. I was never ball hitting. I mean, I probably grabbed some jerseys because I was slow. I needed the help. Um, the guys who have done pickup with me can attest to this. I have a problem, and I'll admit it. I no longer do this because I'm too old to play <laughs> pickup in Memphis. At at throwing the ball hard at like you know that inbound, like where you throw it off somebody's leg. Ja did yes. it the other day off yes. of oh off of a Zion. Yeah. Yep. I would try that, but probably would an unnatural, the, and I shouldn't do that. Would you I, hit him in the nuts? I did it over at Woodland one time. I hit somebody in the nuts trying to do that. I have a hundred percent done that, not on purpose. No, like, like the falling but, out but of bounds. But it's right there in the middle of you, so it's yeah. the logical point of yeah. entry. I'm trying to throw it at your knees or your shins, yes. and I just miss because I'm falling out of bounds. I've yeah. done that before. Sometimes I would do it when I'm not falling out of bounds too. Like I'm four feet from, like I'm, I'm not in a good position. I'm not in good. I'm not in a good uh, offensive position. So I'm going to throw it at you, and sometimes the balls come into play that's, there. Yeah, that's not great because the guy's probably be got his hands up. He has no yeah. protection. I did that to one of John's friends, actually. Yeah, no, I can see where somebody might get upset with you about that. I, I regretted doing it, though. It was Sometimes I got a little too competitive. That's when I knew I needed to stop because I couldn't back up what my brain told me I sure. could do. So I couldn't. So you might it. also be a nard hitter, just not with your body. Not with my hands. I don't not want to put my not with arms your- down there. You don't want to inappropriately make contact with the yeah, groin area. I'm not of interested in your lowers. Like I, I'm trying to play a basketball game. Like Brooks has got issues, though. You were just making ball to ball contact. Is what exactly. you were doing. Exactly. I was playing with the correct ball, the big one. All right, not somebody's nards like Dylan Brooks. Next story. Oh, buddy. All right. Speaking yeah. of nard, no, eh. well, eh. no, not really. No, no. In another example of people just trying to be offended for no good reason. Okay. I, this is I, that's a fair. Are you, is, 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 you stand by that? I think I stand by that. Okay, this is another example of people just wanting to get all up in arms about nothing. The head football coach of Coastal Carolina. I just tweeted this out through the ninety two nine account. He the the Coastal Carolina Twitter page X, has the uh, X yeah. page has X deleted page, yeah. a photo that of a photo of their football coach and the dance team in their bathing suits on the beach and um, just be like, hey, shout out. Yep. To uh, the to the squad, yeah, and people of course got up in arms about it because it's a, a man with, with a bunch of ladies, with a bunch of ladies Young in ladies, their bikinis, all like nineteen year olds, yes, eighteen now, year olds. Now well, they are adults. I, and and when you first look at it, you're like, whoa, what is happening here? Yeah. But then if you think about it, I, listen, I have I don't know what his marital status is, so I can't yeah. comment on that. So I'll find it out right if now. If he's if he's married and his wife isn't there. 
then yeah, probably not take this photo. But it's possible his wife is there. She's like, yeah, take the photo. Who cares? Yeah. But the, the mascot is in the photo. They're at the Hawaii Bowl, so they're they're in Hawaii. They're clearly at a team function. He's but, married. Okay, Tim well, Beck. Well, maybe his wife was there. I don't know. Haley. I, yeah. I, I can't comment on that situation. But just like a photo of the no, that's football, his daughter. Sorry, the, Tamara's the wife. Oh, the football Oops. coach and the dance team. Yeah. He's the mascot is in the picture with them. They're clearly at a team event because they're all mm-hmm. dressed in Coastal Carolina colors. Yes. It doesn't look like he's being inappropriate in the photo by no. any stretch. No. They're just like, hey, we're in Hawaii. When you were in Hawaii, you go to the beach. Yes. Am I like I don't think you're overthinking this. I actually agree with you. What like what and and like the 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 all, the TMZ story was yeah. like or, or you know, there's so many yeah, What did TMZ say? They're talking at like the TMZ kind of played it neutral, but they did like post some people, some other people, uh, like their reactions, being like, "The geniuses over at Coastal Carolina finally deleted this," and there's like, you know, maybe a staffer being they called it nips out with a bunch of with because some there's of the a shirtless team? coach because like what? Okay, so what if he was wearing a tank top? What if he had a wife beater on? Are I we, can we call those that anymore? We are at a point in time. Not that I agree with it. We are at a point in time. Where the sensitivity police that is the internet mob, yes, it immediately gets taken down now. Absolutely. And it actually has to now be something you think about, not that I also agree with it, before you do right. a lot of things. Sure. Because I agree with you. I'm fine with it. By the way, Tim Beck, he's ripped. Yeah. Tim Beck is a, a older gentleman and should be shirtless on a beach if I'm him. He should be. Like... And and you could you know he's he's posing with members of the dance team. You are in Hawaii and the, mascot. The, the And they're not clear. like they're not like all laying all over no. each other. It's just like it's not seductive. There. No. It's a side by side shot. It's clearly amicable. It's clearly and they're all in they're all in coastal colors. Like it, they're right. clearly this out there a, together. But we now, unfortunately, in my opinion, not unfortunately to many of the internet mob, live in a time where they will attack that social media coordinator. Yeah. To where he will want to quit his job at Coastal Carolina sure. or her job because yep. they somehow you did not think before posting this and it's it's a right. it's younger um, student athletes or women and a man uh, I mean and, and, they, and, and their shirt and the shirtless right. coach and they're they're wearing their bikinis and that is inappropriate I'm just that I'm not agreeing with it that's what people are doing that's just people are doing yeah now, I, that that just seems wild to me like uh, if yep. if he if if he had a tank top on would that have changed anything and they say because he's a staffer yep. but he's not he's not their boss well and the other thing is that the headline dictates the outcome a yes, lot of times 100%. in other words TMZ and TMZ this is how they've created a business yes. right you you put this spectacular headline or caption um Chanticleer's coach shirtless shirtless so with bikini clad dance team so the word shirtless draws sure. you in and then you see oh what that's the coach what coach is ripped that's what most most men yeah. go to the beach and yep. take their shirt off cuz they're at the beach in Hawaii and people also immediately jump into the internet mob. I've been I've been part of the shrapnel on this before, and because they at tag you. Like yes. I, I had the there was the Wolf Chase race. Oh yeah, yeah, there was definitely that. 2016. Yeah, there was a, and I got tagged on it. Was it was a total and, bit. That was a total joke. And people don't even check the facts, bro. No, they're like, let's attack because that that guy's a racist. Well, yeah. hey, yo, 
that guy ain't me or whoever on right. the internet. The internet is whack. The internet bro. is whack. It is so. I'm sure you've had this happen to you as a person 100%. who does concerts, and they're like, uh, "Did you see uh, what Jr. did on stage? He 100%. didn't. Pro- he didn't do that. That's exactly right. You know that, that happens was, all the time. That's the wrong dude. Happens on I've, radio. I've a lot, definitely. Too. Been, I've been tagged in like in you know stuff. I've like videos I've posted yes, yes. where so I've been mistaken for somebody else. That happens and, a lot. And they start, and they start Look, coming at, at me. Look, tag JR. And I'm like, and, wait, and what? Like, wait, that's not me at the county fair in Wisconsin. Right. You know, like exactly that's right. another person. So I find this to be yeah. just the sensitivity police going I overboard. Think that's, I think that's fair. That, next story. Yeah. So next up, JR, I bring to you the story of... European soccer relegation continues. Now, this is related. Is this where we're going to go? Well, this, yes, I think. I think it's this actually, is a lot like the college football stuff it, it, we've well, been talking about. Yes, it's it. They all it, all this ties in together because the, the Super League. Break this I, I down remember, for me. So a couple years ago, there was a uh, somebody tried to come up with the Super League in European soccer. Okay, and basically, you were trying to be competition or take away, take over the UEFA Champions League. And if you don't understand, you know, all these countries have their own league, the same way the United States has the NBA. Okay. It would be similar that if, on top of having the NBA, the Boston Celtics or the Memphis Grizzlies, whoever was the top of yep. the NBA, also played in an entire North and South America, or North America, they would play the top teams from Canada. Okay. And the top teams from Mexico and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, its own... Basically, how the end-season tournament works in the NBA... Yes. They do it, that, except they play... Other countries, okay, the top for fun. Teams from other countries. friendlies. Yeah, well, they're not for no, they're not friendlies. They're, they're part of their league. It's a, it's a second league. Got it. But only the top teams play in that. Okay. Um, and so it's a big deal to win the UEFA, UEFA Champions League. Soccer people are following you perfectly. Yes. And so the Super League was basically created to be some to a competition for that. And UEFA said, uh, "No, thanks. You can't." UEFA and FIFA, who were the governing bodies, yeah. were, said, "You yeah. cannot do that." Well, European courts just came out and said. Um, UEFA can't is not allowed to say that. Yeah. Or not allowed, not allowed that, to do that. We, yeah, we're, you don't have you're that, overruled. You don't have that authority. And so the A twenty two is like, we back. We're about to we're trying to make this super league. And a lot of the mm-hmm. a lot of the European clubs are like, no, 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 we back UEFA. This is nothing's changing. You can say that you're gonna make a super league, but nobody wants this. And what do you think I, of the Super League? I feel in like I feel like that, you know, this is like the very beginning of like live golf. Right. Of how everybody went to takeover. How everybody went. Oh, nobody's gonna go to live golf mm-hmm. and play in this stupid Saudi league. And then they start giving players three hundred million dollars, and you go, uh, well, maybe. Yep. And the same thing with conference realignment in college football or, or college yes, sports yeah. is that you go, this is absurd. UCLA and USC would never be in the Big Ten and play Michigan right. and Ohio State in the same league, except. When the money trickles in, you see what that's worth go, to a well, TV. This is how much money you oh can make gosh, if you yeah. come join us. Then you go, ah, oh, well, yeah. maybe we want to do this. And so I feel like we're this. I don't like throw this away as in like it sounds crazy. This and, story has legs. It has legs yeah. because it's in Europe and it doesn't may say, may not create as big a waves here, mm-hmm. but it it is the exact it's, same like thing to me as the PGA yeah. and live and conference realignment. Except this is in the most popular sport in the world. And it's called the A22. Oh, A22 is the backer. Yeah. They're the sports management, the backer. And it's called a Super League. And they're calling it the Super League. And the I, name is perfect. And it, yes. And it has. What are you, the Super League? And they say, you know, it's going to be promotion and relegation. It's a three tier league. Yeah. It's, it, I think this has more legs than what people give it credit well, for. People are trying to blow this off like, oh, that's not, we're, we're fine where we are. Let me take this Which another. Where that money comes in. Another step. The NBA would love to do this. 
That's why I would you, love it if that's the NBA why did they this. do games over, overseas. They do Mexico. The NFL is already tiptoeing into this, folks. Amazon and Apple want you to be able to stream a game yep. that's in in France or in your anywhere yep. in Europe. I, I feel like we. I feel like I was on the air in the summer when the N- NBA announced the, the in season tournament, yeah. and I loved. I would love the idea. I mean, I, I don't know how it well, that happened, worked very well of, too. Of the in season tournament, it, where they didn't play other NBA teams. It's it's they played the top other, team from Spain. Yeah, they played Barcelona, or they played Ar- the top team from Argentina, or they created mm-hmm. basically a Champions League. Interesting, but of basketball. Yes, and so I think that I would love to see that happen. The NBA will never go well, for in that. In markets like Memphis, we would tune in. Yeah, the NBA high. will never yeah. go for that no. ex- unless. What if somebody comes up with a. What what you know how we talk about how the Saudis are mm-hmm. the they're funding yeah, the they're money getting people. into different sports yeah. to where you know to where what if I mean what's stopping the Saudis from jumping in on something like basketball and paying people five bajillion dollars like they've done in soccer with uh uh uh, uh what's his face Cristiano Ronaldo oh, and yes. tried to get Messi yep um and they've clearly done it in golf yep who's to say they don't be like all right we're gonna create an, a basketball super league and we're gonna sign dudes and we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna pay the Lakers yeah. Two billion dollars to play to play. You, you you only you only play a few extra games. Yeah, you know you're, ten. It's a it's a ten it's a ten game tournament over the course of a season <laughs> to play against Barcelona or uh, or whatever the German. I mean, it is really interesting. The who's way to sports, stop that yeah. from happening? Yeah. Who's to say that's not going to happen? I think there's a lot of changes that are coming into sports, and I think college football is demonstrating one of them with the Super League, the 64 They're, team thing that Chip that's Kelly on talks the way. about. Yeah, that's, he's not he's not speaking out of no. his rear. Well, that. and and the and this is it's not totally related to, but it's part of what we're seeing in college football. You know, we just had the tweet today and now I'll sort of take it to a secondary story. Florida state's having a, a board meeting now tomorrow. They're calling it an emergency meeting. They're going to just leave the ACC. And they don't, I, well, and they don't even they care do what's going to, I don't think they even care what it's going to cost. They're just going to tie up courts or they'll, they'll finagle that deal. I realize they have this ironclad ACC deal, yeah. but even McMurphy today said, even if it's not the big 10 or the SEC, they'll just like go to the big 12. I mean, are they just going to, are they just gonna? I mean, they're just gonna leave and say, "All right, sue us." I think that might be where they're headed. I mean, that's they've got enough money where they can tie that thing up, and we've seen this before, where you just tie stuff up, or you sue, whatever. And, and why does Florida State think they're so much better than Clemson or Miami? A bigger brand. It's a name. great question. I mean, there was a, the the poll came out yesterday on most viewed. McMurphy tweets all this stuff out um, with Stadium um, that Alabama's clearly a number one in terms of viewership. Yeah. Florida State's like seventh. I mean, they're, they're the, big. They're a top 10 program. Sure. But, like, to your point, are they bigger than Clemson in general? Like, are they that much better? Um, or the or only Miami? Reason, I mean, the only – I feel like the wake-up call to Florida State – they keep blaming the ACC on why they didn't get in the playoff. The that's, up, a false, that's, that's the wrong move, the, too. I agree I, with once you. Once again, the answer to all your questions is money. That's right. The wake-up call of – the only reason they're not in there is because Texas and Alabama draw more eyeballs. Mm-hmm. And therefore, when you draw more eyeballs, you make more money in your advertising. And when you're trying to sell a 12-team playoff to networks, mm-hmm. if, if currently the bid is $1 billion, right. well, if I do a big number on this last year of the four-team – Maybe I can ask for $2 billion, exactly and Alabama right. gets more eyeballs than Florida State does. And yeah. so they shouldn't blame the ACC for not getting in. They should blame themselves. And, are you? I mean, listen, Florida right. State's a big brand, and, it, and Miami is down because Miami's been down for a while. But Miami, University of Miami is also a huge – to me, is on the same branding and the same level yeah. as Florida State and branding. I think that's fair. And as good as Clemson has been, 
they're up there too. I think that uh, when you get boosters involved with stuff and boards, people have such a a, a, a schnozer for Man. like like they think that they're they think they're bigger than they, they may think be. They're bigger than the britches. Um, but. Man, these universities want to be with the big boys no matter where they're at. Texas, like, they, at first when Texas A&M went to the SEC, it was sort of like, yeah, y'all go to the SEC. We're going to be here because we've got our, our Longhorn Network. Right. And then they were like, you know what? We kind of think the SEC is a this bigger might deal. Be better. <laughs> Let's jump there, too. And Oklahoma, can you come with us? I mean. It's wild, wild west, man. It and, really is. It's crazy. And it all comes back to money. 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 Next story. All right. Going to change it up here. Yeah. I like, I like, I Taylor like Swift, who is now the biggest Kansas City Chiefs fan on the planet, arguably, outside of the Hunt family, who owns the Chiefs. Yep. Uh, got a Christmas present from Clark Hunt, and his daughter, Gracie, more specifically, gave Taylor Swift a Christmas present, an early Christmas What'd present. They give her, Brad? Well, it was posted on uh, Instagram as an extra special and sparkly gift. Gracie gave it to her, and then we didn't know what it was. Right? It wasn't out there. It, she didn't open it like on camera while she's sure, watching right, the Chiefs right, right, game. Right. So we're now finding out through the Instagram captions. The Clark family gifted Tay-Tay a full rhinestone microphone purse from Judith Lieber Couture. I'm unfamiliar. It's a couture purse. Old Judy. Okay. While we don't know which color Swift was gifted, we do know that purses are on sale at Neiman Marcus. So you can buy these at Neiman Marcus. Okay, okay. What do you think they get? Like, how much value? This is Taylor Swift now, so I it's got to... What do you think? We got to get in the multiple thousands. Like, like I would... I would. If you're going to give... If, yeah, per- where would we got to gift her? I mean, if you're going to... If you're Lamar Hunt and you own the Chiefs... Yeah, you got a lot of money. And the branding... You own that, a trucking line, for God's sakes. The branding that Taylor Swift has given your squad... Yeah. You got to get in the, at least the six digits, right? It's worth $4,900. That's too low. That's yeah, you're not. You're not. Like, why'd you even give me the gift? What, just go to TJ Maxx at that point. <laughs> what, you're going to shop at Neiman Marcus you for cheap Taylor Swift? bastards. Like, you could have given her a nicer purse of that if you're going to give her a purse. You would have needed to call Judith Lieber herself. Do you think they should have just not given her a gift? I mean, like, you have to give and her now, something. Now, for you and I, this is a $4,000 purse, and we'd be going bananas. Massive. This is Taylor Swift. This is Taylor. Buddy, she... Poops $5,000 purpose. She does. Her toilet paper. <laughs> they should have gifted her $5,000 rolls. Exactly. That, so f- no, that, that would have been a good wow, deal. look at the Chiefs like, paper. Like a custom, yeah. a custom toilet, paper. Uh, toilet paper. Hilarious. That would have been good. A Charmin, the Charmin Taylor Swift version. <laughs> you imagine. Now that is a, wow, look at that. Now that would have been a yeah. solid, uh, hopefully a solid <laughs> gift. Pardon the pun. <laughs> Mm. But this is too low. A $5,000 purse to Taylor Swift is too low. Yep. So the Clark family, if you're listening and you aren't. Um, That's offensive. You know, maybe think it over. Go to Marshall's can. next time. Taylor needed something Ross, better. Go to Ross Dress for Less and see if you can pick hey, her up I'm down with Ross, man. That and uh, you can take me to the rack. <laughs> Nordstrom's. Nordstrom Rack. I mean, yeah. that's basically what they did. They basically went to Nordstrom they Rack for Taylor Swift. basically went to Nordstrom yeah. Rack. Yep. All right, so that is the rundown for your Thursday, December the 21st edition here with J.R. Moore. I'm Brad Carson filling in for Jason and John. And another Jason joins us next. Jason Munns, who's on the Tiger Beat for the Commercial Appeal. We'll ask him. Uh, he wrote a preview on this Vandy game on Saturday. Will they have problems with Vandy? And uh, talk about the Virginia win and the ranked Memphis Tigers next. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. 
You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. A tiger beat rider for the commercial appeal, which is the most compelling and ever-turning roller coaster beat there is in America. No doubt. Especially if you're living it like Jason is every day. Jason, how are you, man? I am good, and uh, no truer words have ever been spoken, I'm afraid. I mean, I, <laughs> I think about your job literally like a roller coaster because yep. the, the, in the time you've been on the beat, which how long is it now? I mean, it's, it's quite a lineage of beat riders in that organization. Yeah, I'm I'm in my fifth season. Oh so, wow! Uh, it's it's I, I I missed the first. I mean, I was at the CA when when uh, when for Penny's first season, but I was not on the beat until his second. And so, uh, yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it's season five for me um, at the uh, as the Tiger beat rider. So Jason Munns for the Commercial Appeal. You need to subscribe to the Commercial Appeal. He's also on that USA Today network when he writes. For example, he'll write a column about Vanderbilt, and I'm assuming they'll publish that in Nashville as you have Vandy fans there as well. And uh, looking at the preview, boy, you built this thing up like uh, no tomorrow because it looks like a dud on paper after uh, three ranked wins in a row. And I think when CBS decided to make this game on Saturday at FedEx Forum, a national game, uh, we didn't think Stackhouse's team would be this bad, right? Yeah, no, I mean, he was bringing back Tyron Lawrence and Ezra Mannion, and, um, you know, he, 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 they did, you know, Vander, Vanderbilt was a, was a quality team last season. And, you know, then you look up and now they're what, four, I think they're four and seven yep. and somewhere in the 200s, maybe, or the, the low 100s in, in the net. So, um, yeah, it's, it's definitely, uh, not what people thought it would be. Um, but alas, uh, you know, Penny, Penny, uh, did his best to sell it after the, after the Virginia win the other night, he said, we're going to prepare as hard for Vanderbilt as we've, you know, as hard as we've prepared for any team this season. So, uh, I just tried to match his energy. Yeah. I think that's a smart move to, uh, to, I mean, and, and honestly, if you're, if you're Penny, this is finally not a, not a break or a breather because it's an SEC opponent, but if you go on at three o'clock on Saturday and you beat the hell out of Vanderbilt on CBS, I mean that—that's—I don't care if it's a—it's a, a two hundred level Ken Palm team. It's sort of yeah. like what uh, UNLV beating Creighton the other day is memorable because you see that on television if you're out west. But this one will be on CBS. I would think, you know, you probably want to do some damage to Vanderbilt, even though they're down this year. Yep. Even though you're right, even despite the fact that they are. Uh, that Vanderbilt has not uh, has not played very well this season. I think their best win is UNC Greensboro, 
which, you know, I think I'm, I'm almost positive Greensboro is a team that beat Arkansas earlier this yep. season to yep. kind of put them on the map. But, um, but you know, if that's your best win, it's it's been a struggle. Uh, but you're absolutely right. It's not it's not part of the gauntlet that um, you know is so has been so well documented that that Memphis has gone through this season with Michigan, Arkansas. You could even throw Missouri in there because going into that game, everybody thought that it you know the, the assumption was that was going to be another tough game, and it was a tough game. But um, Missouri's kind of fallen off a cliff too. But you know, then you you know you're talking about Texas A and M and. Uh, yeah. Clemson and Virginia, it, it's it's not part of that gauntlet necessarily. But as you said, to your point, it's if if you do go out on CBS proper and you know do what last this team, do, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you do anything close to what you did to Virginia on CBS two days before Christmas, then you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, people have already started to take notice of Penny and what he's doing and. And of these tigers, but yep. it's only going to ramp it up even more if they take care of business. business yeah, the I way mean, supposed it, to. It, it's it's created, and Jeff pointed this out this morning. It's created this wave of Take Smiths re, rethinking their Penny Can't Coach stuff. That is the big narrative. All of a sudden, the Tigers have a team that can actually shoot, which was a big thing uh, for so many years. It was always the the sort of the narrative of the street ball team, you know, the AAU renegade squad. And now he's assembled a, a bunch of transfers. And I'll ask you about Naquan Tom because Penny is the is the wizard of the portal if there ever were one um, who's he's he's adding Naquan Tomlin now to the mix and not because of the Jordan Brown illness but in spite of or in addition to the Jordan Brown weirdness so I'll throw all those grenades out there and let you uh, sort of riff Uh, I'll let you start with sort of the job that Penny has done uh, all the national pundits sort of weighing in and then where this roster goes yeah, it is funny, and it's not just on the it's not just on the talking heads. It's also on the fans, like because I have been uh, on the beat now for five seasons. I've I've been exposed to a lot of the, um, you know, uh, uh, the 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 comedians that uh, uh, yep. the 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 one you know the would be comedians that, that have taken a lot of shots at Penny over the years, and it is kind of interesting to sit back and kind of almost uh, bask in the silence so to speak yeah. uh from from those segments of the you know people who pay attention to college basketball because there's nothing to say and i think honestly i think it turned um last season when they beat houston uh on a neutral floor when houston was number one in the country uh to win the, the conference tournament championship and put them back in the NCAA tournament for the second year in a row. They were going in anyway, but this, that, that was like an exclamation point. That was a way to sort of kick down the door and get in. Um, I think that's kind of when it started. And now, uh, yeah, it, it, Penny's just done a fantastic job of, uh, you know, everybody knew he was he, his ability to recruit is, you know, I don't, I don't know if I want to say second to none because it, yep. it, it ebbs and flows, but, there are times when it is second to none, um, but he has grown and matured and progressed as a coach, as a you know the leader of a program. It hasn't been, it has not been a smooth sailing the entire way. Obviously, he was suspended for the first three games of the season for a reason. Um, you know, he's taken his lumps, uh, but he's but he's you know he's he's in a really really good spot. Um, that because, excuse me, largely because they are 
hitting a bunch of three-pointers. They've had a couple of clunkers. I think uh, they struggled against Villanova. They struggled against um, Ole Miss. They certainly struggled against Clemson, shooting 15% from three in that game, um, yet they still won. I think that is just indicative, though, of what of how good this team is um, because they do so many other things well. And they're finally, you know, like it's, it's the scary part is that all the good work they've done so far, nine and two, I think uh, ninth hardest uh, ninth in strength of schedule, obviously in the top 25 now up to 23 or four in the net as of this morning um, or 25, it's 26 somewhere in there. Yeah. 26 ish. Um, yeah. Right at there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, twenty five. Um, you know all that. Parrish has him in the top ten and is yeah. uh, twenty five and one. He's got him like a nine. I mean, it's it, is this a top ten team? I think they've got top ten talent, especially yep. you know you mentioned Naquan Tomlin. Now, if you add him to the mix, I think they certainly have top ten talent. I mean, you know, like let's see what they do. Can they can they push? Can they really push out now? Like, or is there going to be? a slip up somewhere. You know what I mean? Like top 10 teams genuine generally don't have slip ups when you get to January, February and March, uh, early March before the postseason. So I think, you know, time's going to tell on that one, but like as far as top 10 talent, they may be top. I mean, as far as talent on paper, right. Uh, they may be top five. I was just going to ask you with Naquan Tomlin. I was just going to ask you, do you think that they're still being, uh, somewhat, uh, the stigma or something held against Penny in the sense that it took them a long time to get ranked this year. And then even when they forgot ranked, it was still just a 23 and obviously a win against Virginia. And then let's just assume they handle Vandy, uh, uh, pretty well. Parrish already has them at number eight in his top 25 and one. Do you think they're in like in the, you know, the AP poll or whatever, do you think they, that it, they can make that kind of jump now, you know, with the other rankings or do you think people are still, somewhat skeptical like we have to rank them because they keep winning but we still not believe yeah yeah no i get your point and and i mean i think part of that's going to depend on you know what saturday's game looks like if they win by 25 i could see them getting up to maybe somewhere around 12 13 somewhere like that like that that would be i could i don't know that i could see you know that many people uh coming together and agreeing that they that you know, Memphis deserves after home wins over Virginia and Vanderbilt jumping 15 spots. Um, I, I, I tend to agree more with Gary's point of view on uh, where the Tigers should be ranked, yep. mm-hmm. um, much more so than the group of people. There were, you guys know, there were 13 AP voters who didn't even have Memphis in there. On their we read the list last week, and it was astound- I think it was Monday. Jason and John read the whole list. They yeah. did. A, they basically yeah. did their Gary Parish pull attacks. I miss. I miss him being able to do yeah. pull attacks, and it, and it's because he has to stop because of stupid internet mob. Oh you know, yeah, you it, get these clowns on there that are, jumps yeah. on him, and then somebody's coaches is. It was a great bit. I mean, Jason and did like a radio version of that on Monday, and they read the list that you're speaking about, Jason. We're talking to Jason Mm -hmm. Munns, by the way, who's the Tiger beat writer. You should follow him on Twitter. Uh, Munns Lee is also the Commercial Appeal. Man, when it comes to Tigers, very good on this. And then he's got the preview over at the Commercial Appeal. Yeah, like uh, it, it does feel like 
the list that I heard Monday when Jason and John reeled it off was extensive and and surprising people too, like East Coast guys who are part of and I, I think some of the Big East people they sort of resent the Memphises of the world. I mean, all the Memphis fans, including me, who are really in the weeds, were watching that Creighton game last night because you get a team that Villanova who handled Memphis, and so you feel yep. good about that win because it's a road win for Villanova. It helps. It in fact, you'll probably see Villanova in the top twenty-five. My point being, people just. It are hard to change with their biases, with the penny stuff, with the renegade program crap that I don't agree with. You know, it just seems like, and Penny said this on the air yet last week. We had him on on the show, and he said it. He's like, it just seems like no matter what they do, it's always going to be a holdback. Yep. Yeah, and you know, I get it. Part of it is with with the whole AP Top Twenty Five thing is you do have dozens of people who each one has their own you know, like methodology or, or um, philosophy on how they fill out their ballots, you know, and that's fine. You know what I mean? Like some people, some people change it week to week. Uh, Some people, you know, try to take everything into account, but there are also some people who don't pay attention very closely to, to everything that needs to be paid attention to. And so, you know, I don't, I'm not here to uh, uh, sling arrows at anybody, but at the same time, it, it, does kind of make you laugh when um, you when you see uh, uh, so far the body of work that Memphis has put together and um, and where they and where they fall in, in that uh, in that pecking order. But I do think that um, go, going back to the original point, uh, you know, I, I would be again. You got to do it in an impressive way. You got to do it. You can't just go out and eke one out against Vanderbilt, especially in, inside FedEx Forum. Uh, you need to do it convincingly, but if you do, and then of course it, you know, part of it depends on how other teams in the top 25 uh, fare the rest of this week. Um, some have already lost. You mentioned Creighton. Creighton's already lost. Uh, trying to think, there was there was UNLV three, and now Villanova. Yeah, and there was one before that. I think they've had a, a couple of bad losses. Yeah, so I could easily see uh, Memphis making a significant, taking a significant step forward mm-hmm. if they do what they're supposed to do on Saturday. Yep. We're talking to Jason Munz from the commercial appeal. Now I'll uh, get right to the Naquan Tomlin, Jordan Brown thing. Um, mm-hmm. Jordan Brown, you don't see happening with this team. I mean, do you think it's over? I don't think it's over actually. You do I think really? I'm in the minority. Wow. Yeah, I think I'm in the minority on that. Like, I'm not saying it's not like, I'm not saying it's definitely, uh, it's like he's definitely, going to return um at some point I'm, I'm not saying that like he could very easily be done but i'm not ready to say that because uh you know just conversations i've had people i've talked to it seems like the door is still open um you know it's never over with penny you you're saying the golden rule with penny there jason it's never That's over that is part of it yes a hundred percent like we know penny hardaway right like you know i mean two years ago it was uh monty bates leaving the team with a <laughs> With a with a, a back. phantom back injury, yep. <laughs> and he comes back and and he's on the floor in the NCAA freaking tournament, right? Yeah. So like uh, that was wild, know. by the way. I mean, we, we forget about that. Yeah, no, let's not because it was wild. Yeah, but, crazy. Um, yeah, but so yeah, I I don't think it's over again. You know, I've talked to some people and it and it does not seem like the door is closed. And Penny has said it, you know, kind of alluded to it. Uh, after the Virginia game, he was asked about Jordan Brown. He said the door, or what, I forget how he said it. Um, uh, it was something. He didn't oh, mention oh, yeah, injury he though. He got off the injury stuff or like sickness. He, yeah, yeah, he got off the sickness stuff. Like he didn't reference he did. it that way. So we've moved past he, that. 
Yep, he said we haven't turned the page, and that's yeah. that's the way he that's the way he put it, and I think that's accurate. So um, it's now never the over. Naquan Tomlin the Naquan Tomlin stuff yeah. might it might complicate that. I don't I don't I don't get that feeling though. I think these two, I think Jordan Brown and Naquan Tomlin are separate issues. That's incredible. It really it is. is incredible. It's Only incredible. in Memphis in the movies, bro. I mean, you said this. Now, I will say this. Yeah, yeah. I will. I will say this about Jordan Brown. If he had options, if he could transfer and continue playing like this season, I think it would be over. Uh, but he, he can't. Um, he would have to like just like go overseas to yeah. find somebody to, to you know overseas that, to pay him money. But I, um, I'm, I'm speculating when I bring this up on the radio, and I want to be careful here. Um. Is NIL part of this thing that's going on with Jordan Brown? I've heard, you know, I've heard people wonder aloud about that. Um, I, I don't, I don't see how it could. I don't know for sure, uh, but I don't see how it couldn't be. Um, and so, yeah, like uh, there, that NIL, has been a market rumbling, as it were. I guess is the right. is, is the frame there. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. And. Um, you know, I don't know the intricacies of that, yep. like all the ins and outs of what, what you know, what that entails. But uh, I, I would be just me personally, uh, like you, kind of speculating. I, yep. I, I would be hard-pressed to think that that's not at least part yeah. of the equation here. Well, you do just wonder, where is he going to go? Like if, because he can't, like Kansas you said, State. he can't just, tra- <laughs> no, we just did a swap, we did a trade. <laughs> because he can't just transfer. Yeah. Hey, you want to so come here? What's his benefit of leaving Especially if NILs evolve. I mean, what if he doesn't get it? If if there wasn't an NIL deal and he had to be on the roster for the entire year, then he's benefiting by getting all of his money. Also, he can't transfer anywhere. anywhere so but what does it benefit him not being with the team, except that unless he's a cancer and they don't want him with the team? I, I would love to know the answers to all those questions. Yeah. In fact, to the point where I have, I have reached out to Jordan. I've reached out to people uh, close to him. Have not gotten a response. So... Until until they're willing to talk or, or you know whatever, then I think we just uh, we're left to wonder. As an informant, I have a person who texted me, and this is not Memphis related. Let me stress that I am not reporting on Memphis. This is not Memphis related. What I have heard from collective friends who are in that that business, not at Memphis, again, not reporting here, is that many of these deals they're all over the place, right? And a lot of it is they don't get paid until the end of the season. Oh, okay, yeah. so. I'm not again not saying that's the situation here, but you know, with people who have money and they they are in that world and they they're boosters and they're you know COD or however that works. Like a lot of it is, you're doing these collective deals. They're doing the charity work. They're doing the Instagram pictures and going through the season. You work, or there's a tr- or there's a trust, you know, and it goes into a fund. I, I, but I think it's the wild wild west right now because they don't have a standardization with some of this stuff, or the you know they're just trying to do the NCAA paperwork part of it, but. You know, you've got different collectives. The collectives are com- combining forces. Mm-hmm. And so it's the wild, wild west now, even more, not just in Memphis, but all over the country when it comes to, to basketball. We are uh, talking to Jason Munns, Tigers beat writer, commercial appeal. We talked about uh, Naquan Tomlin, Jordan Brown, that that situation. I'll lightly bring up Mikey. And, and so you said that it's not totally, totally off the realm of possibility on Jordan. How about Mikey? I think it would be very difficult for him to be part of this team for a number of reasons. Uh, first and foremost, he still 
is facing a felony charge. Um, like that's just the, that's the that's like it's fact. The literal cold hard truth. Um, until August twelfth of twenty twenty four, he is not eligible to be cleared of a felony charge. The other part of it is if he gets anything more than a speeding ticket between now and August twelfth, all nine of those felony counts come back. Oh. Okay, so like the whole plea deal is off the table if he gets much more than a speeding ticket. So I just don't see a scenario from that side of the from that side of the coin where the University of Memphis would be willing to jump through all those hoops just to bring him in for the last however long there's left in this season. The other part of it is we're talking about a true freshman who has not played a single minute of basketball above high school, hasn't played a single minute of basketball since February, uh, has never even met probably more than half of the players on this team. And you're talking about, uh, you know, not you, but like we're talking about a scenario of bringing that type of person, you know, bringing in a player like that midstream. This is not Naquan Tomlin. Naquan Tomlin yeah. is 23 years old. He's played Division One basketball. He's been playing, uh, uh, you know, he played some Juco basketball. He's a four-year for player at Kansas State. Yeah, I mean, he's a tournament player. Average 10 points a game, 27 minutes a game, right? Yeah, yeah so it's apples and oranges when you're talking yeah. about that. But, um, you know, I, I just I don't see how it benefits the team. I don't see how it benefits Mikey Williams, frankly. Um, the other part of it is what kind of message does that send to your locker room if you're willing to – if you're like, I, I need this uh, this player. Yeah. Like, I, I want this player. I need this player. He's the difference, uh, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like, what does that say to your locker room? What does that say to somebody like Jalen Young who's out mm. there – uh, uh, playing, like giving you some really, really solid minutes off the bench um, at a position that Mikey Williams plays, what would that say to him if you brought in Mikey Williams? And like, if, here's the deal. If you bring in Mikey Williams, you're bringing him in to play, you're not bringing him in to watch. So he would have to get somebody's minutes. And yeah, like I just know that if it was me inside that locker room and I play the same position as Mikey Williams, I'd be like, well, what about me? So uh, I-, I thought we were, I thought we were fine. Yeah. So, so I, I just for those reasons I don't I don't see it happening. So based on based on Penny's success this year, clearly success with transfer portal and older players, and I, I I'm with you that I think there's it would be craziness to bring him in to this team this year. But let's just let's just even go to next year. Like, is it if you look at the success he's had with the transfer portal this year and having older players, it's. Is Mike is the headache and the circus? Is he that good that it's worth all this? It might be. I can't say that it. I can't say no to that. I, I don't okay. know. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. I don't know as much as Penny and and Rick Stansberry and everybody else. Like it, he might very well be. Um, he does have baggage. There's that that a much a lot of baggage. It's <laughs> a fair question. He, he does. Yeah. Um, and he's got some. You know, he's got some red flags. Uh, attached to him, you know, the, the knock on him for a long time has been that he just doesn't play defense. Um, you know, he doesn't rebound. Mm. He just is he, he seen the Grizzlies? Kind of, no. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I so, but I can't say that he wouldn't be somebody you would want 
on your team next season. I mean, Memphis is going to, again, lose quite a bit of, you know, quite a few players off this roster after this season. And, you know, all those things considered, the baggage, the, the, the you know, reluctance to play defense at the high school level and so on and so forth, um, you know, the celebrity and the aura and the, you know, all that comes with that and everything, like, despite all that, most people agree he is a really, really, really talented offensive player. And, you know, like that's going to be something that uh, Penny's going to have to consider. And, and Mikey's going to have to consider it. Like, it's not just up to Penny yeah. whether uh, whether Mikey uh, decides to come to Memphis um, next season. I mean, you know, he may have – things may change between now and next August. Uh, and, and, and it may not be the best thing for him at that point. Like, he may have something uh, else that he wants to do, and, you know, who knows. But, uh, you know, I, I think uh, I think it could be. I think it could be worth it, worth the worth the risk uh, come next season. I mean, everybody is their own individual, and every situation is different. But after, after living through the Imani Bates uh, fiasco with the celebrity of Imani Bates leading into the year and how well that turned out, um, this is different baggage and arguably worse baggage. Um, but like, it just, you know, that's a, it, that, similarly, uh, elite talent offensively doesn't play defense or rebound. And, uh, yep. de- and, and then you get into playing against grown men and it, it well, realize and how much harder it is to score on grown men than it is high school kids. We are also in the midst of being spoiled by David Jones. I mean, the truth it's is way good. when you, you see a, when you saw him play player, that, that Dominican game, yeah. you thought, Oh my God! I can't wait till he gets on roster, and it has proven to be. I mean, is that what was your first thought was Munz even before he hit the ground here in Memphis? That kid is—he's an All-American. It was, uh, yeah. I was sitting courtside there uh, down in uh, Santo Domingo back in August, yes. and you know we were wondering. You know, I was talking to people before the game. Yeah, he's probably not going to play. He'll be here, but he's probably not going to play, and that sort of thing. And um, and then you look up, and they've they've thrown him in. I've since talked to David and. And he kind of gave me the whole rundown of how that all happened. He didn't think he was going to play even when he got to the arena. He didn't think he was going to play. And then they put him in there. And he just was a, was a dynamo. And it was hard not to, not to feel. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 